Hello. Hey, bud. How are you? Good. Okay, so I'm going to call you B to protect your identity. Okay, what do you want me to call you? <laughs> what do you think you should call me? Mom. <laughs> That'll do. Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella. It's so good to be back. I'm joined by another special guest today, and today we're talking all about family, and in this case, parenting. How you doing, B? I'm doing well, Mom. How are you? <laughs> we are joined today by my one and only, my favorite child, Mr. B. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm so happy to have you, and I have to tell everyone, even though we are joined on a call today, we're actually in the same house. <laughs> yes, I'm just upstairs, and I can hear you from from up here. Yeah, I've been told that before. So, is this the weirdest thing you've done all week? I guess. Maybe. Well, listen. Let me tell everybody why you're on the show today. Because we are doing this series, B, called... I call it lots of different things. But essentially, it's the life wheel. The life balance wheel. And it's got... It's comprised of all these pieces of the pie. These pieces. These spokes on the wheel. And one of the major spokes on the wheel is family and parenting. And in general, B, we're talking about how to do things better, what's going well, what our challenges are. And I've been interviewing guests and I thought I would interview an expert today on my parenting and that would be the victim of my parenting you sounds good so your only job today is to be yourself and to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and anything i don't like i'll edit out how's that sound okay i'll try <laughs> all right so you should introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about yourself b so how old are you 15 almost 16 okay so you have some life experience behind you now Yes, All definitely. Right. What's your job? What do you do for a living, B? I go to high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's kind of a full-time job. It is. So, B, people have asked us for our strengths and our weaknesses. Uh, we've been talking on the show about our struggles, about things that we're good at. And now we're turning our attention to family and to parenting. I would say that you are unusually wise and I, you always have been. You've always been wise for your age. I, I've learned a lot from you and I still learn from you. And I thought that we could learn from you because I thought you could share some of your ideas with us. And also you have a close up view of some of the things that people ask me about, like how am I raising you and what do I feed you and are, do we have any rules? So you want to just jump in? Sure. Okay. So let me ask you this. How would you describe just in general our home life? I would say it's very, we are very healthy in that you are a wonderful cook because you make uh, really good healthy food and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, except for the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Those aren't always my favorite. I've never, ever been called a wonderful cook, I don't think, ever. So somebody, please, write down this day in posterity. What's it like living here? 
very nice because it's a very it's a nice house and and you are pretty funny and smart. You know you're not being paid for this interview, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. What would you describe like the energy in our household as most days? Um, happy and like calm, not crazy. If that makes sense. Really? Well, I also think that we're always doing stuff. That's awesome to hear you say that because I feel like it's just chaos all the time. So it's kind of cool that you don't feel like it's super chaotic all the time. Although there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yes. I mean, I don't think we're necessarily rushing to everything, but we do have a lot happening, which is good. Well, what are some of the challenges of living here in this household that we are creating together? I'm not quite sure because... That's the thing. I've always been risen in this household, so I don't really know what there is that's better. Yeah, you don't know what to compare it to, right? Right. I mean, I know I've seen families that aren't as um, lucky, maybe, who don't live in necessarily as good a household. But for me, I don't think I can really give you any challenges. Well, that's kind of cool. I could name about 712 billion, but I think it's awesome that they're not impacting you. (laughs) All right. So do you think that you are being raised differently by me than maybe some of your friends are? And I'm not, if you don't, that's cool. Like I'm just, I'm just interested in your take. Do you think there are differences between how you're being brought up than some of your, um, some of your peers? I think you have a very good understanding of what is healthy and what is not. And that definitely changes like the food aspect of that and stuff because I know a lot of friends that don't eat very healthily. That's a word. And you definitely tell us or tell me what is good to eat and what is good food. Well, so let's talk about that for a sec, because a a lot of people talk about that and they're interested in that. So would you say that I have a bunch of rules in our household for what to eat and how to eat? Well, I don't think so, because I think your goal is to teach me like what is healthy and what is not. I mean, if I am with a friend and we go to a fast food place, I can have something, but I obviously... I have to know not to eat that all the time and like why, how I might feel if I did. Do you ever feel like, you know, that's a bad thing if you're with scouts or you're with your friends and you guys grab something like that to eat? Not maybe not a bad thing, but I haven't really had it in so long or really had much of it that now it just doesn't seem appealing anymore yeah no that that makes sense it's just not a big part of our life but I guess what I'm getting at here is people might be curious to know whether you feel like there's a right way and a wrong way to eat maybe well it's definitely good to have like the healthy stuff and what you need like at a restaurant if I want pasta I I know that I have to add either a protein or a vegetable or something. And so what might be something you would add if you got the pasta dish at any given restaurant? I might add a couple sides with spinach or something like that, or salmon with pasta is really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think I have the information to do what I want. I'm just saying I don't think there's something that I can say, oh, I'm definitely not allowed to do that. 
but I have the information to make that decision on my own. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, people have all sorts of different experiences and some people grow up in households where nobody really cares at all. And then other people grow up in households where there are very stringent rules about what you can eat and what you cannot eat. I guess my goal parenting wise would be to make you the best food that I can make you and to offer you the best food that I can offer you. But at the end of the day, tell you why so that you can then just make your own decisions. Yes. And I think you're doing a good job with that because you definitely tell me what is good and what is not good to always have. And I'm able to make those decisions if I go out somewhere with somebody else and stuff. Well, let's talk about some of the things that we do. So you're like a young man now. So you do a lot of things independently that maybe you didn't do five years ago. So can you tell everybody what are some of the things that you would make? Because I used to make a hot breakfast for you every day, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, those days are over. Oh, man. Well, you do sometimes. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you, a lot of times, make your own breakfast, right? Yes. Now, let me describe to you what what I did when I was a kid and how I made my breakfast. Okay, it was very, very complicated. All right. I would get a bowl, and I would get a box of cereal, and I would fill the bowl to the top with cereal, and then I would pour milk in it, skim milk. And then I would eat the entire bowl and then I'd be hungrier. So then I'd pour another bowl and I'd eat that one too. That was pretty much me making breakfast for myself. Now tell me about you. Well, I don't think we, I've ever really had cereal. So I haven't really done that. That's a true but, story. <laughs> yeah. If I woke up, I'd probably, we have this polenta stuff. I don't know what you would call it. Polenta. But, yeah polenta with the spinach and carrots and stuff and that just has everything so i don't have to add to it that's cool so i just heat it up and add an egg to it yeah and how do you cook the egg well sometimes i put it in the pan i just fry it i guess sometimes i used to poach it okay so wait (laughs) so let's talk about poaching your eggs so the first (laughs) meal that you ever made i'll never forget the hubby and i came downstairs and you were like, I made breakfast. Do you, you don't remember what you made? I just know that I made a poached egg, but I don't know if I. You poached two eggs and you wilted, you wilted some spinach. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm laughing because the idea of me doing that at age 13 or however old you are is just hysterical. But anyway, so you poached two eggs and wilted some spinach and uh, made a breakfast out of it. I think you put some salsa on it. And it was good. It was good. Yeah. So I think one thing that you're really good at, B, is you're really good at making or eating meals that always incorporate at least two servings of vegetables. I think so. Like even like I went on a church or something trip and we ate at like Golden Corral and stuff. Uh huh. And I added like I added some of the starchy stuff that looked pretty good. And then I added vegetables and meat. And why did you do that? I added that because it just looked good and stuff. I mean, I've been brought up having that with most of my meals so that it just looks, looked good. So we did something interesting with you that I think some people might be curious about. And that is that we never had kid food. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, like, no hot dogs and stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, not that I'm anti-hot dog. I mean, I guess... 
I guess I'm kind of anti-hot dog, but... I am too. <laughs> but I grew up eating hot dogs. I grew up eating hot dogs injected with, like, fake yellow cheese. I mean, I have eaten some hot dogs in my lifetime. But the point <laughs> is, when you grew up, there was never, like, a special food or a special plate for you. So whatever the grown-ups were eating, that's what you were eating. So do you think that's, like, helped you? Or do you feel like you missed out on something? I think it has helped me because I've had better versions of that kid food. I think it's helped develop a, a more diverse palate for you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. All right. So if you had to talk to a class of kindergartners and you were there to teach them about nutrition and fueling their bodies, what are some of the things that you would tell them? Well, I would probably say that kid food doesn't really taste that good. I would say that real like healthy food that you might see adults having is actually much tastier than that kid food that you're having. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a day where you've just like gorged? You've had maybe a cupcake or four homemade cookies or anything like that? Let's say when you're visiting, I don't know, relatives. <laughs> Have you ever had a day like that? Yes, when I visit relatives and... Um, <laughs> And maybe at a birthday party, yeah, somebody yeah. has if somebody has literally just that stuff. Yeah, and it's good going down, right? Yeah, but if you have too much of it, yeah. What happens? <sighs> How do you feel? Well, your stomach might hurt a little bit, and um, just doesn't feel right. Does it give you energy? Not really. I don't think it. I don't think like cookies and all that stuff gives me any energy. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite soda to drink? None. I I don't like any soda. Okay, so you don't drink any soda at all and never have? I've tried some, but I don't, not really a full thing of it. Okay, what about your friends? Do your friends drink soda? Yes, like everybody I know. Okay, so how come you don't like it, do you think, and they do? Well, I didn't really grow up in a house that had it, and... So I didn't really try any of it until much later. And I knew what you've talked about, like what it does and stuff. So it just doesn't sound appealing after you say what's in it and stuff. Do you remember the experiment you did with your cousin? Oh, yes. Can you tell us that story? So my cousin and I, we found a rusty knife and he wanted to clean it. So he got a can of Coke poured it on a brand new sponge and scrubbed the knife and the knife was not rusty anymore and the brand new sponge was terrible looking <laughs> it was just brown and old looking <laughs> did that like cure you of any desire to try to love coke <laughs> If I had had any, probably. All right. So enough about food, maybe. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, the idea in our household is nothing's really off limits. Um, I mean, nothing's off limits for me. So why should it be off limits for you? But in general, we just try to eat food that's real. Yes. Yeah. And we don't. What's what's the one appliance in our house that I hate? No, what's the one I just can't stand? The microwave. The microwave. I mean, for months it was unplugged, right? Yes, and apparently you're not supposed, to, you always say that you're not supposed to stand in front of it while you're heating something. That's a true story, and I am so glad to know that you're listening. <laughs> and now, when I try to heat up, heat up something, I go like 
half a mile away so it doesn't get anywhere near me. <laughs> What's the other, just while we're here, let's rabbit hole for just a second. What's my other like weird electronic thing that you're not allowed to do? I'm not supposed to put my phone up to my ear when I'm talking on the phone. Yeah, so I do which... have rules. I mean, just to be clear, I do have rules, true or false. Yes, you do, but that one is a little bit hard to follow. So, <laughs> All right, so why don't I want you to hold your phone up to your head? Because it's the radiation that the phone emits. Okay, is that crazy talk? That one's probably true. <laughs> I think it's true. So how do you talk on the phone most of the time? Um, speaker. Speaker, yeah. And then also, what's your other option? Oh, headphones. And what's the other rule with your phone? Where do you have to keep it? Um, across the room at night while I'm charging it. Why is it even in your room at night? It shouldn't even be in your room at night. Is it on? No, I turn it off because I don't want it to emit light or any other waves while I'm sleeping. Yeah, so it's just off and charging? Yes. Okay, why won't I let you carry your phone in your pocket unless it's in airplane mode? Because... It's sending radio waves into your legs or whatever. <laughs> no, it's because I want grandchildren. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> your phone emits radiation, right? Like, you know that. Yes. And the the stronger the phones get, like the new phone, the new iPhone that's coming out, it has the highest radiation of any phone ever manufactured, according to the article that I read. Did you know that? No, so I guess now you're not going to let me buy that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, speaking of your phone, who bought you your phone? Well, I've had a flip phone, which was an emergency phone if I was somewhere and I just needed to call you. Yeah, so I want to talk about that for a minute because I I know that um, everybody's doing things their own way, but a lot of people are giving smartphones to pretty young children. And for years and years and years, you had a flip phone with actual buttons on it, right? Was it the coolest thing ever? By the time I was done having it, maybe not. But for the first little bit, I was pretty excited. I was excited about it. Yeah, that, I, I mean, it's pretty dope to get your own phone. <laughs> okay, so you had a flip phone. It had buttons on it. It was not the coolest thing, but it was cool to you. Yes. And you were allowed to use it when? In an emergency. Like right. if I really needed you. Right. So if you really needed us, but it wasn't like an appendage of yours, would you say? Right. Most of the time it was like turned off in my closet. Yes. Right. So then when you were older, when you were a teenager and you wanted a smartphone, what'd you have to do? Well, I had to earn the money for my, for my iPhone six that I bought myself. And why do you suppose you had to earn your own money to buy your own phone? Because I had been given one before, and then when I said I wanted another one, you were like, well, if you want another one, work, you got to work for it. (laughs) Why is that? So that I would just not keep asking for new phones, and so that I would know to work for it and not just ask for it. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you are... An only child here in this household, right? Yes. Okay. And it's nice. (laughs) It's pretty cush, isn't it? Yeah. And so one of my number one jobs, I have have some really critical responsibilities with you. And number one is to love you and to provide stability. But another, like, top three job is to just not spoil you and to teach you how to be a self-sufficient man. Have you ever heard me say anything like that? 
Yes. <laughs> I can't remember every instance, but yes, I have heard you say that. <laughs> well, don't you think these days, and maybe you don't, I don't know, you only have one experience, but I just see it's like super easy to spoil ourselves and spoil our kids these days. Do you know what I mean? Yes, because I've seen like fourth graders with iPhones, and I think that ruins the excitement of getting older and earning your own money to buy what you need or want. So, so what other tips do you have for people about avoiding spoiling our kids? Like, do you agree with my theory that it's a super easy thing to do these days? Yes, because there's so much technology out there. And I guess for older kids, there's super nice cars and stuff. And so if you're able to um, just buy that for them. They don't really learn how to earn and have a living later when the parents can't do that. Okay, so let's switch gears for a moment. Your parents are pretty athletic. I mean, sometimes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys do a lot of triathlons and stuff, and it's awesome to watch. Oh, that's cool. So what's that like? What's that experience like for you? Does that have any impact on you? Well, you guys have ins- you guys inspired me to do my first triathlon a few years ago, and that was really cool. That was awesome. Because <laughs> I got to do what I kept watching you guys do really well at, too. <laughs> I got to swim, bike, and run and stuff, so that was fun. What do you like to do for movement or for exercise? Well, I like to go for walks around the neighborhood with the dog and with you guys, and... Like, I also like when you run on the greenway, like to go biking with you. I don't know about you, but I think that a lot of kids these days don't get outside that much. Does that, is is that just me being an old fuddy-duddy? No, I definitely hear a lot of people saying, oh, you want to come over and play video games and stuff. And I can't stand that because they're not really getting outside. And it's fun to even just go outside and do something like swim or just walk around. Well, you're not super into video games. It's just never been your thing. And it's one of those things like hot dogs that you just didn't grow up with. So it just was never really your gig. But I remember we got a Wii. I I think those are like dinosaurs now, maybe. But anyway, maybe they're not. I sure wouldn't know. But we got a Wii. And so when you're buds come over and they want to play with that or your cousin or something, what's our household rule about video games in general? That we can play them when the sun is not out. Right. So put conversely, if the sun is out, the video games are never on. Right. So meaning if it's a terrible rainy day, you can play. Or if it's nighttime and the day is done, then you can play. But if that sun is out, there are no video games on. True, true, true. (laughs) See, I do have some rules, friends. (laughs) I just don't have a lot of food rules, but I sure make up for it in other areas, don't I? Yes. Hey, do you think I'm strict? I don't think think you are, because I feel that I have freedom to do what I want. And like earlier, like I have the information to decide what to do. Well, you know what? One of the reasons why that's true is because you make good choices. Like, you have really good judgment. Yes, and I think that helps a lot of the time. Like, not just food. Like, if I'm somewhere else and... I mean, I don't think I've run into many of those situations, but if somebody wants to do something, like, well, I'm not sure. You mean if somebody wants to do something stupid? Yes, that I'm not sure that that would be 
the smartest thing to do. So you know what parents do really well, B, is they tell their kids what not to do, but I don't think we do a great job of telling you what to say to get out of a situation. Does that make sense? Yes. So like, let's say your friends were all going to go, I'm trying to think of an example, just do something that you know is stupid and you would get in trouble for, right? Yeah. I know that you have good judgment to just be like, no, I'm cool. Like, I don't need to do that with you. But I don't think that I've necessarily given you the tools for bowing out or the things to say. So you're in high school now. And I know you haven't really been in situations where people are drinking yet, but you will like in no time at all. So if someone offers you something to drink and it's like a cool test, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what, what do you say? How do you extricate yourself from a situation like that? What would you, how would you turn someone down? I might just say, no, I don't think that's not my thing. And it's, you probably should think about not doing that too. Do you really think you would say that? (laughs) Probably not. But actually, (laughs) no, I would probably just say, no, that's not really my thing. Are you comfortable just like being you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think everybody is. I mean, I definitely wasn't. When I was 15, I wanted everybody to like me or notice me or think I was cool. One of those things. Yes. I mean, I do. I don't like to disappoint somebody, which also might come in, not come in handy sometimes. Yeah. You want to, you want to like be a part of the thing, right? Yes. But I've always been in situations where it's fine. Like it's nothing that would be bad. So maybe in the future, I'm not sure. Well, you know, I mean, like, I wouldn't do it, of course, but I just don't necessarily know how I would tell them. I mean, I probably would just say, no, not my thing, and just leave. You know what? That's like the perfect line. That's just not my thing. Because it's no judgment on them. You're not making them feel small. You're not, like, putting them in a position where they're going to feel defensive. You're just like, eh, that's not really my thing. Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but when... The Hubster and I got married. We went to Jamaica, right? You knew that. <laughs> and in Jamaica, is there's something like pot, marijuana is either legal or it's legal to smoke, but it's not legal to sell. I can't remember, the, but it's everywhere, right? And, you know, that's just not my thing. <laughs> and But literally everywhere we went, people were like, oh, you want some of this? You want some of this? I, I felt like I was back in high school again, and I wasn't passing the cool test, and I didn't know what to say, and it was so awkward because I'm not going to do something like that, obviously, just to fit in somewhere. I couldn't care less. But I really was struck without until I figured out what line I wanted to use I was just like the biggest dork alive. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my gosh, yes. no. Um, <laughs> until I until I took on a line like you're saying, I was just like, no, nah, dude, that's not my thing. Thanks. Does that make sense? Yeah. I had to figure yeah. out what line worked for me. I think that would be such great advice for any kid, wouldn't you? To just like come up with a line that feels natural rolling out of their mouth and yes. that they can use in any situation. Yes, definitely. Feel free to take ours. Yeah, that's just not my thing. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I have a question. What could families be doing better these days? Like, how are we screwing up? What are we focused on that we shouldn't be? Or what should we be focused more on? Like, how could we do better? Just everybody. Well, I think a lot of people now are focused on their electronic stuff and phones, all this stuff. And it's good to like play a board game 
or, or something or go for a walk or not just spend the whole time on electronics. Yeah, it makes my heart hurt when you go to a restaurant or something, you look at a family and all maybe all four of them are looking at their devices. Yes, oh, I hate that. And at school, like, um, well, that's not really family, so I guess. No, it's okay, go on. Every day when I walk to my classes, it drives me crazy because every single person you see is looking at their phones. It actually is kind of annoying because it's slow to get. It takes a while to get to class because you have these people staring at their phones moving really slowly. Well, you know what bums me out is I definitely am addicted to checking my phone. Would you agree? You are, but I think you also get better at that. I, do you think I'm getting better? Yes. What does it feel like when you're trying to talk to me and all you see is the top of my head? Well, sometimes I'm like, did you get that or something? Should I repeat that? Or did she hear it? Or is she just looking at? <laughs> I know that. I mean, I'm asking you because it helps keep me accountable. But for some reason, those devices are very attractive and very addictive. And they just call out for your attention at all times. And sometimes I have to be reminded that, like, it will still be there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It will yes. still be there when our conversation is over. Um, but I definitely struggle with that. Do you? I try not to use my phone that much at all, if I can help it. What do you think? Like, do you think I use it that much? Or? I, I think that you're using it more now, which is natural um, as a as a teenager. But I definitely don't feel like I'm talking to the top. I, I feel like it's worse for me than it is for you, big time. Yeah, I mean, I try not to. I try not to use it that much. Like, I turn off my data, or I turn it on airplane mode all the time. Yeah, I told you, I learn a lot from you. You inspire me, actually. And, uh, you know, I want to be the best mom for you that I can be. And when you grow up, I don't want you to remember the crown of my head. I want you to remember what my eyes look like. <laughs> well, I certainly will remember your uh, your eyes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a question. Okay. What makes a good parent a good parent? Um, well, you're a perfect example of that, really, because you, um, like, you just teach good values and good lessons to follow. So that's a definitely a good uh, thing for parents to do. Well, you're being very kind, but I want to ask you this. For real, for real, dig deep here, okay? Okay. If you could change one thing about me, what would you change? Your patience when I'm doing my homework or something. <laughs> That's very fair. <laughs> so would you describe me on a scale of one to 10, where one has the patience of a saint and 10 has the impatience of a gnat, where would you put your mom on that scale? Um, Tell the truth. Maybe a six or seven. Really? I would put myself, I would be like a 9.875. Maybe a little lower, but... <laughs> Maybe a seven, but but like if we're at the doctor's office and they're taking forever, you might say, let's wait five minutes and then we got to go. Like I'm not waiting here any longer. <laughs> That's definitely me. And I think, I mean, I'm not patient if I'm waiting for something for a long time or stuff. So I definitely have a little bit of that from you, but, but not as high, not really a seven. 
<laughs> I'd say you're about a three. I think you're very, very patient and tolerant. <laughs> I think so. All right. So what are what's like one of the hardest things about being a kid these days? What scares you or worries you or is challenging for you when you go out and face the world? Watching the news is definitely like scary to see what kind of country and world it's turning into and that we're the next generation. So whatever happens now, like the kids growing up watching all this stuff might grow up to become ruin it for the next generation or something that's the that's the main one and that's funny because we don't really talk about that do we no but i definitely i mean the news app on the phone and just listening to other people talk about late latest events and stuff that's definitely hard because you're like wow they're paving the way for our generation yeah, no, that's really, that's kind of a kick in the teeth to hear you say that because I remember feeling that way when I was a kid and it is so much bigger, <laughs> so much bigger now. Um, so I totally, I completely can appreciate that. So what do you tell yourself when you feel like that and you feel a little anxious about stuff like that? Well, I said that most of like my parents or my generation's parents, a lot of them are great and very influential and then there's another side of it that's not then maybe the nice no that's not not really the um paving a good path for us and that some people might go towards that side that they see because a few of the latest um people in the news um what they say fire gets people fired up mm-hmm and maybe some of my generation might think that that might be a good thing. Mm. So what's the bright side? Like, what do you do with that when you feel that? Because you're right, and there's nothing wrong with feeling that, and you shouldn't have to try to make it feel better right away. But I, I don't know. What what kind of person do you want to be in this world? Well, I definitely want to be more on the influential side for the next generation. And help pave a good path for the next generation of people. What are a couple of things that you will teach your own children if you ever choose to have any? Well, one thing that sometimes I struggle with some is talking about myself instead of letting the other person, like, asking about them. That's interesting. Tell me what you mean. Well, if I'm talking to somebody, it might, I, might, uh, I might just keep talking about myself and stories that I've had and stuff and then get lost in that and forget to maybe ask what are your stories and stuff and that's definitely something I'll try to teach my kids so that's so interesting that's like you mean almost like social skills but also just not focusing on yourself so much yes what's one of the best ways to make conversation with somebody ask them about themselves first <laughs> that's right because because of the universal truth that you just shared so one of the best ways to make conversation in any social setting we've always taught you is just ask them about themselves right yeah i mean if you're meeting a new person their first impression on you is not gonna be he really cares about everybody else if all you do is talk about yourself the whole time so it's definitely it's definitely good, like, first impression kind of thing 
to ask the uh, to ask the other person about themselves. So you're making me realize that one of the things that we've tried to kind of drill into you is to have manners and just etiquette and and be a gentleman and that sort of thing. W- would you say any of that's made an impression? Yes. Even little things like if you're eating, don't put the your elbow on the table the whole time. Or... Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. I know I do too, but I try <laughs> not to. <laughs> you know what? You know what I like seeing you do. I like seeing you when we're in public places. I like seeing you like sort of jump ahead to open the door for other people. Yes, I definitely try to do that. That is one thing, like holding the door for somebody. If you and if you see somebody struggling, just try to help them. Yeah, no, I actually think manners still matter. I'm not sure um, if everybody agrees with me, but I think that you've been well-received by grown-ups just because you still yes. make an effort. Yes, and even if, like, if, you're, if I'm in a bored, a boring situation, I try to act like it's not boring <laughs> or, like, try to act interested or something. <laughs> well, then, yeah, it's very good training for being an adult, my friend. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of people say that. <laughs> Okay, I have one more thing I want to read with you, okay? Okay. I had a listener write in and say, I loved your personal interview episode. That's the one where Gigi interviews me, and I'll link to that in the show notes. And in that show, I give a glimpse into being distracted and feeling like I was too busy during certain parts of my son's life and when he was a baby. And she goes on to say, I have a six-month-old and a three-year-old, and it's really a struggle to stay focused on them at times. Do you have any advice about balancing parenting and wellness? Well, do you have any advice for this mom who has two littles and is struggling to like balance it all? Do you have any advice for her? That's a tough question. It's a tough challenge. Did you know that moms and dads feel basically torn every moment they're not spending with their kids? Really? It is the darndest thing. For example, if we, if I have to go on a business trip and spend the night away from the household, it feels like I'm dropping a huge ball and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Or even if I went out on a long bike ride, which I haven't done in a very long time, but if I went out on a long bike ride and I was gone for two hours on a Saturday, I would feel guilty about being gone for two hours. Did you know that? No. No? And I would feel like I was being selfish for being on my bike for two whole hours in the middle of a weekend. Does that surprise you? It does. Actually, I didn't know, though. So should I stop feeling guilty if I take two hours to myself and go exercise? Yeah, go for it. You're fine. (laughs) You don't feel like you're being raised by wolves? (laughs) No. What advice would you have to parents who say they're struggling with balancing it all, this parenting thing? What advice would you have for us? Just to, when you can, to spend as much time with them as you can and not to be totally distracted with other things. Fair enough. Okay. All right, bud. Any last words before I let you go? Get back to your busy, busy life as a superstar? No. I mean, thanks for listening. I enjoyed it. Hey, can I tell you something? Yes. I still think you're very, very wise, and I learned so much from you, and you are the best thing that I ever made. Well, thank you. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, go brush your teeth and stuff. Okay, you're not recording that, are you? Of course not. Why would I do that? 
Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.